This week on The Reverse Stick, it's all about balls. Long balls, wide balls, melee balls. A paradigm shift in coaching, and we introduce a new segment, Idiots Talking Umpiring. Greetings, you are with the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. I'm half a host, John Lee, and the other half a host, Matt Allen. No, I think we're both full hosts. You can, yeah, the, the host isn't the singular. No, the host is the singular. Host. Now, host. We're the host. You, we can be a whole host. A whole host. Yeah. Okay. We've got two whole hosts. We've got a whole host of balls coming your way oh, this plenty of balls today. evening, afternoon, morning, wherever you are, whatever time it is. In your part of the world. What time is it here? It is approaching 10pm on a Friday evening, John. Friday the 31st of July 2020. God, jeez. We could probably be watching some Tokyo action right now if it were happening, couldn't we? If. Maybe. We've, we've got Tokyo action coming up. But we'll talk about that later. We've got plenty of stuff to talk about that's all hockey related. But we've got to get to this very quickly because this is the big story. <laughs> I, I've got actual news. Oh, have you? Actual real news, yeah. This is coming from the Euro Hockey uh, League media release. HC Minsk's women won their first to three final series over Rhythm, 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 Grodno to land the Belarusian national gold Who? medal on Tuesday. Rhythm. It's okay. R I T M. So if we're going glow ho po, it'd be rhythm, rhythm. Okay, yeah. Um, Obviously, sounds quite froggy. Perfectly. And, and, okay, on Tuesday. Are they French? Midweek games, very nice. Leading two one in the series, going into into game four. Nikolai Sankovets team ran up a four two success earlier in the series. Minsk won game one three two before falling three nil on home turf on Friday. Switching to Grodno's home ground, Minsk bounced back with a shootout win in Game 3 to edge in front overall. And they got over the line at the first attempt at winning the title when they took the initiative from the start in Game 4. Oh, here we go, John. Take I'm a deep ready. breath. Yeah. Olga Korovskaya, Natalia Shtin, Anastasia Sis and Yulia Yubko were all on the mark for the capital squad with Yulia Kurgansky and Olga Komko getting the replies for Rhythm. The success will give HC Mints the number one seeding for the 2021 <laughs> European club season. The club action next moves on to the Belarus Cup, which will take place from August the 3rd to the 5th in Baranovici at the Dubovo Sport Stadium. There's all your Belarusian hockey news. Well, well done, mate, because I know of the three hours preparation we did for that program, you spent a good hour on those names. That's well done. Can we get to the real? Because I want first to do a big intro it. for it. I want to do a big intro for it. Okay. Uh, yeah. News. What, what is it? Balls! Oh, <laughs> oh bloody well, hell. Regular listeners. Mate. Regular right, listeners, seriously. if you were listening back in episode 152153, you'd remember we were, we were a little confused as to when Mr. Keith Balls-Smith from the Fremantle Coburn Hockey Club will be making his 1,000th appearance. Well, John, it's tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Fantastic. I'm stoked. Oh, no, seriously, that it, fantastic. What an achievement for, for 
anybody to to play a thousand, even in modern era games, John, a thousand games for one club. Now, I don't know if we were doing the pod when when Balls did his nine fifty. Yeah, we why were. Why is he called yeah, Balls? Yeah. Why's, what's his what's his nickname? Balls. I don't know. Do you? I I feel like I've heard it, but then we'll I've, have to get I've him on to explain it. it. Well, I'll catch up with him. Or well, hopefully, we both will after the game yeah, tomorrow because we've got games elsewhere. Uh, at two o'clock, but we'll be racing back to at least try and get the last quarter. Right, and we will be racing back because we're playing yeah. at Guildford, so yeah. we'll be racing yeah. back. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, and I remember because I did some bits for the club and, and um, media pieces and a bit of an interview and stuff that, that went in. And, and the big question was, do you think you make your thousand? What, four years on now, three, four years on, and uh, he's he's about to do it. Incredible, incredible achievement. It's a bit of a weekend for, um, here in, in WA for milestones. Tyler Lovell, the, um, Australia and YM goalkeeper, he plays his 300th Premier League game. Hey, and hey, there's a, another guy, Murray McIntyre, yeah, playing, Murray, playing yeah, for, for Wasps. 550 500. Premier Grade appearance, appearances this weekend. He's, I know, and he's um, scored, scored 400 goals yeah. in that time. So, you know, that's, uh, that's some big numbers. And, and, for a club player, he'd he'd be one of the little unlucky ones. You'd think that might have been, you know, did could have transferred to the higher up level. But maybe there's lots of reasons why blokes don't, apart from how good a hockey player you are. Talk about Murray McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's won three premierships. I think another well, eight grand finals. But he is finals a bit of a goal. He's a bit like, like that. Um, Dazza that plays Davis, at, at, at yeah. our. At, sorry, I'm just you know. Yeah, the, yeah. There are some guys we're seeing that they're long. I think we've always seen, always seen it in hockey. You go back to the um, 40s, 50s, or 50s, 60s when Australian teams were going away. There were some older guys that was, were playing. It wasn't in the Olympic teams. It, it wasn't all young kids that were in there. They, they, you know, we've got that ability in our sport. You can play play a bit older, can't you? And in Tyler Lovell's case, we've got to acknowledge that that's 300 club oh, A-grade games yeah. in Perth yeah. alongside all of his... Uh, Australian duties and all that other stuff that's been going on. So that, that is a tremendous yes, effort yeah, 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 to, yeah. you know, to make yourself available. Yeah, you're available. not always available, are you? No. no. But obviously he makes himself available as often as he possibly yeah. can to rack up those sort of numbers. Yeah. Um, and great servants of clubs they've played for. And like if you, Murray, it, one club man, I and mean, that's a huge effort. You're listening out there, guys, and you've got somebody within your club that's got one of those special milestones coming up, do send us an email. Flick it to matt at net or john at net. We'd love to hear that and give him a share on the show. And, of course, uh, just as a, you've heard, might have heard us talking about balls before, um, in the context of balls, used to do the fixturing here in WA. and um, Well, as part of a, a committee. A, a committee. A, committee a working of, party. Uh, of three. Now, in the days when balls was doing it, we used to get... Printed books given to yeah, us. Match cards. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Before the season. Yeah, your started, season. You know, you, yeah, you, you, your season, a, your fixture cards. You, yeah. It wasn't a card though. Like it was no, a booklet. Yeah, yeah. That's what you call it the every, card. The fixture every, card though. Yeah, yeah. Every game of every yeah. grade. Fixture book. Yeah. Fixture book with all of the grounds. How you get to all the grounds. Um, all the sub laws and bylaws about you know how many players you need to start a game. Anything that it, not the rules of hockey, but. And did it give you the, like the best routes to take the horse and cart? No, it didn't give you, but it did give you the high points. Um, <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, but they, they, we used to get that. That would, you'd get that before the season started. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I know it's a different world these days in Rara. But Phil and, um, his, his committee to 
to work out all of the fixtures for the season would lock themselves in a house for a weekend with a couple of cans of beer. Yeah. And that's the way they did it and put big pieces of paper up all around the, the room and just worked it out by hand. Yeah. And um, it worked. Surprisingly, it worked for many, many, many years. So um, all of us here that grew up playing hockey and and played during those times owe uh, Keith and his committee members uh, a great deal of thanks for, for organising that every season and, and working it out. And as I said, it worked great. But a one club man since about seven or eight years old. Yeah, and that's that's a <laughs> that's, a, that's games. how you get a thousand yeah. games of hockey. In. Uh, uh, and remember when he started, not a, they not were not playing a big drinker. Not a, not a big drinker either. Oh, no, not know. at all. No. No, no. isn't not a very moderate, steady drinker. Won't be too many wild stories out there tomorrow afternoon about um, Keith's no. adventures. He'll be there when the there'll last be a couple, one be a is being told. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I've changed, changed my Facebook profile picture today with uh, me and Keith holding the same trophy that we've both won within the club. Sharing a drink out of it, it's uh, very special. One of the interesting things about Keith is he turns up every night on grand final night Saturday. And during the finals, he'll be at the club every night. He's, there, he's the everywhere. Finals. He's always yeah, there. The I told you I watched a game with we both umpired from the sideline yeah. together the other day. He, he just sucks that, loves that, loves the grand. Loves he just turns up to celebrate with the people who, because it's Yes, because he loves the club. Yeah. And that's it's proper. It's, you know, that's culture, mate. That's culture. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Matt Allen's the man with the list. Let's go straight to it, John. Let me open up the folder. (gasps) Can I? Yeah. Matt's mystery file. Oh, what have I got here? Let me pull. Oh, this is a nice blue-coloured copy here. Volume 10, number 4, John. Ooh. August 1962. Totally off the cuff, of course. Well, let me just, let us just open the front page, shall we? That's it. See what's there. Oh. Game that grows. Of course, it is the game that grows, John. On and on. Grass. Hockey's great disappearing trick is due any time now. Just take a refreshment. Uh, Oh, is that the headline? Or the the sub, like the headline is. That's the headline. Okay. The great disappearing trick is shortly to take place in Australian hockey. For within the next few weeks or so, some hundreds of senior players will vanish from the game at the final whistle blast of the 1962 season. And with the gift of his stick to the kid brother, the former owner will turn to the slower sports of golf or bowls for recreation. And all this at a time when officials everywhere are screaming at the shortage of umpires. It's really surprising that the top umpires have never come up with any worthwhile lead on how to recruit these older players for umpiring or how this annual loss of potential umpires can be arrested in some way. Particularly in a sport which requires double the number of umpires normally used in field games. Just make that point. Perhaps umpires striving to maintain an independent status have lost complete touch with club life and the views of the members. Or maybe the problem of harnessing this wasted manpower is something which has them beaten. 
They may rightly feel that their job is to only train and grade and not to produce any worthwhile plans to increase their own strength. At the same time, however, they must guard against the danger that their many tests and examinations can have a frightening effect on the retired players. And many an older player has often stated that he would be prepared to take up the whistle if only the changeover was free of much of the humbug which now exists. Mm, hear, hear. However, the present-day talk of inflicting drastic penalties, such as fines and loss of points on clubs who fail to meet their umpiring obligations, will get us nowhere. The remedy surely lies in turning the interest of older players to this important side of the game. Perhaps our state umpires, when they met in Adelaide this month, considered the matter. I hope they did, for the present-day shortage of umpires is seriously retarding the growth of hockey. It's a real blot on our sport. The editor. Do you ever get the feeling that we're saying the same thing over and over again? It's the hockey revolution. <laughs> it's the hockey revolution. It is the hockey revolution. Although I must admit, I was a little bit distracted while you were reading that. Uh-huh. Uh, by a mighty pair of uh, slippers <laughs> you were, from Vic I wonder what you were looking at. Mighty savings from Vic Jensen's. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could pick up a pair of black, red or brown snow boots, wool lined with leather soles, for what's it, 74 shilling 11 pence? Is that right? <laughs> Is that right? I don't know. I thought Where's you'd, the I thought, no, but I thought you'd know. 70, well, 74 and 11. Well, yeah, but that's obviously five guineas, and there's five, seven shillings to the um, to the groat, John. Um, so you multiply the groats by the shillings, and that gives you the pounds. That's right, I think, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I think like it's, it's yeah, it's twenty eight grams to the pound or something like that. What I like is no four hundred and fifty four grams. The idea of a phone number in in Melbourne being four digits. <laughs> <laughs> It is the reverse sticky. It is the Global Hockey Podcast, and that was a very interesting letter. Well, things things don't change in the a lot se- of ways. The segue, they? of course, there, John, is umpiring. We made <gasps> is it time co- for a new segment? We made, yeah, okay, go on. Idiots <laughs> talk umpiring! I don't think you do those voices anymore, but it's okay. Look, those who listen know that we're the, we're the two idiots. Um, a swift message coming through. Penalty strokes can't be given for offences outside the D. No, John. no, I, I agree. Uh, I think if I'm right, without having to go back and listen to what I actually said, <laughs> my my initial, when the incident occurred, thought was, oh, well, he's having a holiday, and that's a short corner. And then they gave it a stroke, and then it got confusing. And But it wasn't right. Whatever happened wasn't right on any level. How's that? Yep, that, yep, that, Even that, my interpretation of it, perhaps. I think, I think what we do is we just, we portray the common man, John. Somebody <laughs> who thinks they know the rules of the game. Often umpires, well, you know, I'm umpiring again this Sunday. Katie well, reckons I've got the bug. Well, you could like do. Just, I'm just trying to save you paying somebody else 50 bucks. Um, well, I thought our topic for our very first instalment of Idiots Talk Umpiring mm. should be, what is the worst umpired rule in our game? Now, well, let, let's try... This interpretation I told you about earlier at well, the moment was accidentally. We got we got to draw a line here because I'm not talking about you know nitpicking on individual decisions at an international level with really well trained umpires. I'm saying 
has Nit- nitpicking. Yeah. Were well, you talking about Keeley's educational FH umpires? No, no. I'm talking about the people that whinge and complain when they watch Keeley's educational umpiring videos. They're nitpicking about the the skills of of a really good umpire. Probably Irish fans. Yeah, it could be. But what I'm getting at is more the recreational. Just joke. Don't send, don't start sending the rude emails, please, and the you know the horrible tweets. Do we get them? No, no one sends us any. Anyway, getting back to the point, what what is the worst umpired rule in social or recreational hockey? What is the rule that we as players have the most issue with? Yeah, on, well, it's, 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 it's a five meter ball. It's the height, it's the, the, the height and danger of a raised oh. ball, and it's the overhead. Now, the knee, aerial knee the, high. I've uh, knee high. Uh, knee high several times this year. Yeah. I've as had we, to as laugh we, at we, blokes. As, as we com- call the Chinese rule. Yeah, yeah. I've had to laugh at players on the opposition team, and they when when they're complaining, to, oh, but and as I run past them, I just laugh and say, knee high, mate. That's the official ruling. It's knee high, and they look at me. Oh, well, how high is that? I it's had it the weekend, high, and friend. the guy's going, oh yeah, but I'm a bit shorter than you. I said, yeah, but your shin pads are still the same size as mine, mate. Knee it's high. fine. Knee high. So, um, but so I think we can draw a line under that is just get used to it. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking more about like the stick check obstruction rule irritates me enormously. Yeah. Love, uh, love, lo- love using that one. Yep. You do, actually, but actually, not no, enough no. people do. I'm actually, saying that's no, no. one of the bad ones well, that umpires don't pick up I had in one, our grades. I had one in the they second, let it go too much. I had one in the second game at the weekend where in control of the ball, I've got Big swing to throw a ball across. Fellas come in from behind. His stick has blocked my um, swing to to hit the ball. Not not played the ball. His stick has just blocked me from, and it was blown against me for hitting his stick out of the way. So I then went to speak to one umpire at a quarter time. I go, Is that that wasn't quite right there? There was it. And then the other umpire that blew it came over to me. You asking about that one? Oh yeah, sorry, I got that one wrong. Fair um, enough. Which was gr- great, and I didn't abuse it for the rest of the game. <laughs> what what grade was this? Uh, Div what was that one? Div eight. Div eight. Yeah, over forties. Uh, no, no. Seniors. Oh, Sunday. Yeah, playing with oh, playing okay. with young people. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to give our listeners a, a perspective here on. Um... It's a good game. Playing against your mate JB from the fifties Divi two. Yeah, good still, fella, JB. Still throwing Lovely the lock, throwing the long, long bombs from the back when we had him pegged back. In fact, had a nice little <laughs> moment when we were three 0 up. He was looking for you with those ones going yeah, in the I, air. Don't I, worry. I don't think I missed one. Um, I was having a, I was having a little chat with one of their players. And something had happened at the top of the circle. Anyway, we ended up winning the ball. I was explaining what the rules of the game were. <laughs> Released the ball left, and I said, uh, "Well, yeah, it's all right, mate. Just look at the scoreboard." I said, "Anyway, we've still got the ball." And it went to left half, and then it went up the line a little bit. And I went, "We've still got the ball," and then it cut in field. We've still got the ball, and he's kind of walking away up towards the halfway line. I said, "We've still got the ball, mate. Still got the ball into the D goal." You can have the ball now. The timing couldn't have been better. Would would you would you wear seriously? Would you wear a microphone? If I could wire you up, would you wear it? If you, if you could do it lightly enough, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. it'd be very light, but it'd be a little yeah. plastic backpack behind you. Yeah. Had a good one um, from the grass game. I've watched our fifties boys after we played on the grass at at uh, 
at Wolves. And now you're sledging blokes that you're not even playing against. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he, <laughs> this bloke had a bit of a tanty that, and he was mouthing off and something. And I said, oh, come on, mate. You gotta learn the rules or, or something. Anyway, he bit and started shouting stuff back at me up, up at the bank. And I said, buddy, I said, you talk so much. You should be commentating on this game. Oh, the raucous applause and uh, and laughter from the crowd. <laughs> you know. Thanks, mate. You know, this segment started out as idiots talk umpiring. Yeah. And it degenerated just into no, just idiots, idiots talk. The Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. You're listening to it. We're talking at you, to you, with you, alongside you, yeah. around you. Yeah. Yeah. Get on you, mate. Thanks for listening, though. Um, I'm serious about that, the, the stick check. Is that the worst umpired rule? No, the, 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 the biggest issue today is, but it's generational, is obstruction and use of the body and what you can and you can't get away with. And I think generally you can basically at a, at a lower grade get away with anything. Because well, you can get away with lots of things at the international level, to be honest with you. I mean, if you look at the, the points of the rule, the and then you watch what got... If you get trapped in a corner with two defenders, mate, there's no way out. You give away a free hit. No, you get your bum out, don't you? Yeah, but that's exactly yeah. right. You get your bum out, and that's yeah. specifically forbidden in the rules. But it's forbidden in our club after that incident a few years ago when you did it. Hey. <laughs> when I stuck my bum out. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. We've no, got don't, stay, don't, not... don't, don't, don't play another sting. What are you oh, doing? I'm just trying to We've got loads to up. talk about. We've got loads Go to on. talk about. Um, we've got some new listeners. <laughs> okay. Two two people separately. Somebody who plays in our team, Hugsy. Shout out Hugsy, our goalkeeper. Hugsy. Um, said, "Oh, you, you said you were really drunk when you did the show the other night, so I thought I'd listen. And I've listened to every show since. So thanks for listening, Hugsy. Appreciate no, that. That's a common theme there, Hugsy. I'm sure you've noticed it by now. And uh, Hugsy, next time when you give him votes, three, Matt. Oh. Hey. Um, but you told me already you can't win. And also, you're counting them. Also got a message from a gentleman. Let's call him Phobots. Okay, just five bots will we'll do. Um, known him for a long, long time. Listened to his first show last week, and already he said he's going to be a regular listener. Oh, that's uh, great! I don't you know. It's a, it's a brave call. But I said, to, I said, to, I said to five bots. I said, "Geez, you must have been bored, mate." He said, yeah, "I was cleaning my room." Interesting. Got to look. Look. He wasn't that. bored, yeah. but he was he cleaning was, his he was, room. He was, he was cleaning his room. And the bloke's got to be nearly forty years old. I don't know what he's doing. Do you get bored Cle- cleaning, cleaning his room? room. Um, well, you've got a wife to do that. But he brought... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, apologies. Just winding him up, folks. I didn't mean that. Okay. Well, can we cut that out, please? Because otherwise I will be in real trouble. Can I no, press no, the no, switch no. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Anyway, Phobots um, brought up an interesting question. Um, now, over here in Western Australia, um, in our... No, he's not. He's got two children. In our men, In our men's and women's competition there is a player of the year award that comes at the end of the season for the like in the, the men's competition it's the olympians medal and the, yep, is the yep. women's is the women's the charlesworth medal i can't remember i think i think it might be um i'm talking about rickson uh, yeah we will um robots phobots that's yeah, what no, you're talking about Adding a bit of suspense and, and trying to remember what he got in touch Sounds with. Specific, um, suspiciously so, like dead so, Yeah, so the, so the comp, well, I was waiting for you to say something. So the competition, stop, come on, get serious. Okay. I've got a show to do here. Um, 
the so there's this, the the, comp, but the competition here is voted for by umpires. Yep. So after each game, they allot a number of votes. I assume they do the three-two-one system, which is very popular Whatever here in Australia, for which goes towards your best and fairest award. It happens in lots of sports, and that's the so system. So for every over game, here. The, the umpires get together and vote for the top three players on the ground yeah. in that particular game. Yeah. And all those votes are tallied up, and the person with the most number of votes wins the Olympian medal. And some bloody good hockey players have won that medal. Yes. You, do, you, you, you not, don't win it if you're not a bloody good hockey player. No, not at all. And there would be like that in many, many other areas of the hockey world too. But it's, it, it raised the question is, you know, what happens elsewhere? And I was thinking maybe it's, it's, it's quite a, um, an Australian thing. I checked in with uh, our friend down in the Apple Isle, Scott, um, on what the system is there in the Tasmanian League. He did say the, uh, the Wink Premier League is the Premier League of Hockey across Australia. Uh, good to Thanks see that, Scott. Good to see they're back underway again there. No live streaming, but lots of, lo- um, lots of highlights packages are popping up on their YouTube feed and their Facebook feed every week as the, uh, yeah, the top grade is underway and other grades are starting there. They're moving out of the, the COVID restrictions, which is great to see for those guys down there. But their system, let me find it. It's over here, John, on a different machine. Oh, uh, but their, 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 their system is, is that the umpires um, do the do a weekly, you know, per-game per, per score. Um, but also they then have a um, a team of the year. That's it's, uh, Best and fairest award for best player voted on by umpires. Three, two, one votes tallied at the end of the season, as you just said. But there's also a Premier League All-Star Player of the Year award, which is awarded independently, and an All-Star Team of the Year, and they get an av- votes averaged out over a year, but it's independently picked. So we've got the umpire model, we've got the independently picked model in. England for their top two premier grades there, the men and women, that seems to be a, a player-voted award. Whether that's done per game, you'd imagine probably at, towards the end of the season you're asked to vote for, for you know who, who they are. So it kind of begs the question, how do you feel about umpires being involved in that process? And I do have a quote from Keely as well, because I asked her, as, you know, what, what's her thoughts from an umpiring side of things and, and her experiences on being asked to vote on stuff. So I'll, get, I'll go to that in a second. Um, well, it doesn't matter what particular select group or point of view you have make up, makes up the decision. It's always going to be biased in one way, shape or form. It's how much of a bias you're prepared to live with within the, the makeup of your selection process. So if it's, it's umpires see it from a particular point of view and uh, if you had if it was decided by a group of television commentators for instance and uh, so i like the idea of the association award which should be the highest honor you should you, you can get and let's should be voted for by umpires you think it should yeah, I, I have nothing... I, I can see the inherent problems with it being in the hands of umpires. Don't worry. Well, partic- I, I particularly that. particularly where you look at our grades over here, there's quite a lot of players that are actually doing the umpiring. So there's, there's, a, there's a, a, a potential of bias within that. But is it... A, hang, is on, it hang on a sec. I'm talking about... Are we talking about every grade and every level of hockey? No, we're just talking no, no, about no, the... Prim- no. we're talking so pro- yeah, which, which people yeah, yeah. are... 
which people currently playing Premier Grade would be allowed to umpire another Premier Grade game? Half a dozen. Here. Well, that's wrong. Yeah. I'm well, sorry, that's wrong. Well, that, well, this, that, well, therefore, there's part, you know, a potential issue there with that. I'm thinking is... It's I, not that the, the process isn't wrong. It's wrong that those people should be umpiring Premier League games. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the potential issues that come come out of that system, isn't it? Uh, no, well, it's still no, it's they're, separate. They're, they're it's nothing two, to do with the voting, but yeah, they're two yeah, yeah, separate issues yeah, entirely. Yeah. Two very different separate issues. Uh, so they should those that shouldn't be an issue no, in whether you're talking about. There's an, no, there's an, ex, an expectancy to as a as a top grade club to be providing umpires from within your playing group to to umpire at that level. Well, to supplement the numbers. Well, then we've got a major and real problem, and that shouldn't be allowed to persist. Can I take you back to a little article? Hockey's great disappearing trick is due any time now. Return Well, I just wonder whether the umpires are the ones that have to give the votes because there's nobody else guaranteed to be there every week other than the players and coaches involved. Look, let See now what's we're... the reality of having an independent adjudicator watching every single game to select or you know what what group what panel of people are chosen to select in such a widespread competition well it comes back to the there's going to be it's a, not all in one spot is it it's not all on tv there's going to be a point of bias in any particular way you want to choose with any particular group of people in deciding that now for mine the obvious sense to me is umpires for an association award. And that should be the pinnacle award. Now I understand without the, the fact that you might be getting umpired by someone else who's playing in the same grade as you, which is totally wrong at the pinnacle of hockey, I would have thought, regardless of how meritorious uh, the reasons spirit, for that spirit are. Of the game, though. We're all, no, no, we're no, all no, fair, no, 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 no. Bugger the spirit of the game. Come on. So Seriously. So Keeley's experiences, um, at the Cow Cup, they've had to vote on top players. This is Keeley from, Keeley Dunn from FH Umpires. The vote on top players in the Super Division. And at some FIH tournaments, they were asked to as well. Um, so I said, well, can I have a quote? Um, do you believe that umpires should or shouldn't be tasked with voting on players' performance? And the quote is, and this will be the only swear of the show, John, uh, shouldn't for fucking sure. Shouldn't. Okay. Please use the fucking part. Oh, shit, I've said it twice now. Okay, so let, let's take that as, um, for argument's sake, the general view of the umpiring community, no, we don't want a bar of, of having anything to do with anything, to do with a, a, a Association award such as this, which is what we're talking best in that league or league award. At that level, I would think it's bloody hard enough just to keep control of the game, keep the player safety. Yeah, no, okay, and, yeah. And, look, and, I'm and, not, and, I'm not, know, let's it, let's accept that argument. Yeah. Let's accept that argument. Who does? Who does do the voting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you put it to the opposition to pick one from you know your team? You found well. Let's the... let's let's say um, every player has to fill out a three-two-one. Mm-hmm. Who plays in that game? Every player registered on that sheet has to fill out a three-two-one, who they think were the best three players on their team. On their team. On their team. Well, that, that's fraught, anyway, isn't it? Straight okay. away, because you agree at the start of the season, we all give them those. Everybody gives so and so the three votes every single game. 
A slimy so bag is like you do, do that. So I'm, that's I'm, not fair. I've always I, won a tight, fair <laughs> ship when it comes to getting votes. That's why I've never won a first and best award. Now, you, what, the trick is, mate, to play in a team that is short for the first five weeks, nail the points early, and you're sweet for the rest of the season. Well, no, the way you do it, no, see, there's another way you can do it with that. But you get lots of blokes in who are really, really good, and they're guaranteed to be getting the votes. Once you've got, a certain, you've got to a certain level yourself, just bring in ringers every week. They'll get all the top votes. Okay, no, anyway. well, let's, let's get back to this argument or discussion. Um, do, do you get players... You, you, the same argument you're putting up would say you can't just ask players to vote for the three best players on the field on either team because they'll just vote for their mates. So let's take it out of the players' hands. Now, at our grade of hockey, we, in the teams I've played in the last few years, we've done every each individual player on the team that day votes. Yeah, and so for your club award yeah, but those, for the those, team at Those the votes the aren't necessarily going to the best player on the day. Sometimes blokes are getting votes because... They play. They might have been the fifth best player on the team that day, but played out the skin. Yeah, yeah. Or, and those, those yeah, sorts yeah, of considerations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just give a bloke a vote because he had a real crack and a real dip at it, and, yeah. or whatever. So th- that that's at our level of hockey. Would you expect that to be going on in a prestigious award such as it? Would you, or would you be telling players, no, we want you to vote for the best bloke on the field? You know, so. Guys are going to, oh, old John, well, he yeah, he's, not, he's not getting a vote from anybody else. I'm going to give him two because he had a real crack today. So, is it, do we, obviously there's not television panels watching over every game like the, 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 the EFL or EPL watching video replays yeah, yeah. over and over. So, who, who does take that responsibility? And unfortunately, I think, Keely, it does end up be, becoming an umpire's job as much as they are compromised in doing so. But you know what? It's a compromise. Their compromise is easy to understand, and it's transparent. Yeah, well, they're there for fairness. They're there to ensure fair play, aren't they? Um, so you would expect a, an equal reflection in any voting they may or may not do. Yeah, Oh, look, look, and personality gets in it as well. I mean, regardless of whether you're an umpire or a commentator or you're an official or whatever you happen to do, if you're on a voting panel and you have a particular dislike of a particular player, you're, gonna f- you're either going to feel so guilty about them actually having a really good game that you'll overblow it and give them maximum points and make well, it uh, out as well, though you don't hate them, or you'll just ignore them. Well, another comment as well from Katie was, if she was giving maximum votes to somebody, she wouldn't want them to know that she actually cared. Yeah, that, that's the other side of it. Or recognise that they were a good player. Maybe those things, though, are best left for um, at the end of a season being counted. It's no good giving those votes out straight after a game when it's fresh in the memory of who's umpiring or not. If you're at an award ceremony at the end of the year and you've had the meal and three or four glasses of wine under you before the counting even starts, you know your chances of remembering what happened in round three... Good luck. Yeah. Anyway, that's open for discussion. We should talk about and, it more. And so, thanks to Phobots, now a regular listener into show two for bringing up a discussion point. Well done, Phobots. If you've got a, yeah, if you've got a view on it, get in touch. Let us know on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at the reverse stick. You can do the backing outs on this one. I'm Reece Smith, and you're listening to the reverse stick podcast, Glow Ho Ho. Yes, 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 it's the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. 
Glow Hope Ho. Hope Episode 155. Well, we're on the fives, John. Five Great five. to see Pakistan announcing their Hockey Fives Championship. That's in the diary coming Getting in up. early, they are. Well, yes, and my kind of concern goes off the back of Ash Morrison's piece, and we mentioned it last week about the lack of funding um, or the reduction in funding with college hockey in the States and the potential lead into Hockey Fives. Are the USA and Pakistan the first movers from the the biggish names in, in world hockey to uh, go, right, this is where the funding's going to end? Well, they haven't got any bloody funding in Pakistan anyway, but Let's just get focused and let's concentrate on doing this because it's inevitable and it's coming. Would would those uh, sports have survived the fun, funding cuts at those universities if there had been fives programs? There's a strong argument for it, isn't there? Well, no, there's not. But, yeah, massive reduction in costs. Um, Although coaching costs, you know, they'd, you know, you. I well, they're not hate, paying hate... students, are they? No, no, no. No, no scholarships hardly paying. Well, it's a reduction in scholarships. It's, it's a reduction in, in tuition fees. Yeah. A bit different um, than paying them. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, be, just, I guess we've just got to be aware where, where, where the funding is at, is at with it. and um... I'm not necessarily sure 11 versus 5 is the issue with American hockey. And I'm not sure that's the issue anywhere with hockey. As when it comes to funding, it's an it's an issue when people start talking about, oh, this is where model we're going to go with at an elite Olympic level, because you, that's that is a slash and burn of funding. That is major money disappearing from hockey programs across the globe. We were looking at some of the, the um, Olympic costings the other day when we were talking about the Japan stuff that we've got, <laughs> got coming yeah. up, and it's just eye watering. <laughs> The money spent and the wastage, and oh, isn't, oh, yeah. that, isn't that that Japanese piece that you were you were reading about oh, the, the misery about the misery? Yeah, from the Japan Times, the misery created after the '64 um, Olympics. Yeah, basically, the, the the gist of the article was, oh, we got a whole lot of flash, great-looking buildings, but it actually decimated communities and cultures for yeah. a whole host of different reasons. Um, and, and or, written... or for the, the Olympics. And look, it's great to see all those posts going out about, few, about past Olympics from the FIH this week. It's, it's, it's great in the sense that we're getting some hockey history out there and, and fantastic. I feel so compromised uh, talking about the Olympics because I've, I've come to see it as not what I believed it was. Yes. And it, it's patently now this behemoth there isn't the, the, really... the Olympic spirit doesn't sit comfortably within the IOC and and the yeah that that behemoth, behemoth of a, an well, organisation the... that it is. Yeah, and and the Olympics used to or the be the octopus of an organisation. I mean, the, the, the that divide is. between amateur and professional was probably gone before I was watching sport, but there was still the illusion of it at that particular point in time. And as Money became as the Olympics became bigger and money became more and more of an issue on, with it. As as and when we're talking, money became more of an issue. We're talking about being able to accommodate all the people that were involved. Yeah. Now that's just one one money issue. That's a lot. Well, of two weeks money. ago we talked about Australia going. Why are we taking a coach 
to the Olympics. You know, we've got 12 players. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But that was back, that's looking back then to 1964 with that, and, and at a time where it was fairly skinny, the groups that were going over. And there was another thing I read as well that Hockey Queensland at the time, they didn't put any money into the, into the national pot for their representatives to go over. They paid their own way as Hockey Queensland and all the Queensland sports were paid for out of a state pot. No, no, we're not putting our money into, into any other states to pay for their athletes to go, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh, well, it's going to take us on to something because we mentioned balls at the top of the, uh, the top of the show, John. And I thought I'd have a little look around at, I was looking to buy some hockey balls, to be honest. I thought, oh, well, I wonder if there's any, rev- what? any reviews out there for hockey balls. And one of the first sites that I came up, came up with some, Genuine reviews is uh, is that round and what right round and white <laughs> well, dot not, com. Well, you're gonna you're gonna find out in a moment. It's gearhungry dot com dot com, and uh, you know, there's some stuff about the features to look out for in in hockey balls. Round uh, color field hockey is played in a variety of fields, both natural and artificial. The field may be of grass, clay, hardcore, or turf. No matter the field of play, the ball need to be highly visible and totally conspicuous, not only to the players and referees on the field, but also to officials, cameramen, and even spectators off-field in order to minimise or eliminate any possible distrust and contention that may arise. There you go. It's very important. Um, field hockey balls FAQ, John. What are field hockey balls? Round and white. Field hockey balls are hollowed, hard, spherical plastic objects sometimes with a corky interior and dimpled surface used for field hockey plays, games and competitions. Question number two. What, give me a, what, you know, what do you think some of the questions on the FAQs might be? Um, how round is it? No, there's only two more. Okay. Uh, why do hockey balls have dimples? The dimples help the ball to maintain speed when moving on a wet surface or field or when mid-air. It also enhances the skills of the game and as well creates captivating design patterns on the body when it hits an exposed part of the body of the player. I thought it was genetics. Yeah? So that's why the dimples are there, to create captivating design patterns on the body. (laughs) (laughs) Let's face it. One of the proudest moments you can have as a hockey player is when you turn to one of your teammates and go, look at that. Look Look at the dimples. Uh, what's inside a field hockey ball? The hockey ball itself is spherical in shape and hollowed, but the shell of a field hockey ball is made primarily from a, primarily from a hard, non-flexible plastic, and this plastic is shaped around a cork interior. Anyway, John, that leads on to they've got their favourite six hockey balls, and uh, and then a handy little. I bet link, they're all round. A handy well, you might, you'll find out in a moment. A handy little link to some reviews. On Amazon. Now, I've got to say, some of these reviews aren't exactly... They're not up to date. Um, some are going back to 2017. Oh, so, <laughs> so, the first one we're at is an SDX field hockey official game ball. Oh, Review so number one is coming from Jen. It was oblong. Headline. <laughs> Only received one ball, one star. Only received one ball. Headline read, 12 pack. When I originally ordered this product, the item headline clearly stated 12-pack, as shown above. Also in the description, it states, packaged in units of one dozen only. 
I only received one <laughs> ball. I'm very and upset. a dozen dimples on it, though. <laughs> I'm very upset and disappointed as I wanted a few practice balls for my daughter. Had I known I would only have received one ball, I would have ordered from a different vendor. <laughs> I'm not even sure of the authenticity of the product because the label seemed to be just a sticker-type emblem placed onto the ball. Two people found this helpful. Uh, then we get a CA. They appeared all right to me, but my daughter was concerned they were lighter and thought they were only for practice and not official size and weight. So unsure. Four stars, though. A three star. A bit too soft and rubbery bouncy for my taste. I like slightly hard. <laughs> I like slightly harder and smooth surface, especially for scoop, drag flick and hitting really hard. Soft, but good weight. Three stars. Disappointed, one star. Colour, lime green. These are not true field hockey balls or STX balls. They are very lightweight and stamped with a fake STX logo. Supposed to be shipped as 12-pack. Only 11 balls in packets. <laughs> oh, we know what's going on there. <laughs> we know what's huh? going on there. <laughs> Jennifer, two, two stars. Not regular size field hockey balls. Good dog toys. <laughs> Thank you. Julie M. Needed some practice balls for my daughter. Disappointed as the picture looks as if you're getting marbled coloured balls as well. Not so in our assortment. Also, product shipped late for some reason, even though we have Prime, it came a week later than advertised. Yeah. There we go. Ordered 12, and we only got nine. Mm. One star. Five stars from, and their name is Amazon customer. Five stars, perfect. Mm. Friend of the owner. Mm. Friend of Amazon. Uh, then, I and, think we've had enough ball. No, no, what no, what no, is no, the name of the company no, no, selling these no, no, so no, we can put no, people no. off shush, buying them? Shush, we've got more balls to come. You've got a lot of balls at thinking that this segment's no, entertaining. I've got all of them. Here we go. <laughs> this, is the, uh, this is the champion ball, currently unavailable, unfortunately. Um, we've got a picture from somebody who's purchased in, uh, in Canada. Uh, let me just get back it's down not here round? Um, Amazon customer. This is uh, a one-star, reviewed in Canada, May the 14th, 2020. Missing product. We are missing one ball in the shipment. Please can we get the one ball that is missing? Right, it's obviously a problem, the case of the missing balls, John. STX. Oh, one more. We'll do, the ha- we'll, do the Harrow, we'll do the Harrow ball that's on here as well. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, it's, you'll, like, you'll like this one. Um, so this is a nice little sort of... Riveting mul- podcast. This is a nice little multicoloured... Uh, it's got, you know, it's got all, all the info there on size and weight. Customer reviews. 3.8 out of 5 total, 21 global customer reviews. First one, one star. Ball did not look like the ball pictured. Ball did not look like the ball pictured. The one I received was white with rainbow brush strokes. There's a seam that goes around the middle of the ball. All other field hockey balls I have used or purchased have been smooth all the way around. Standout colours, my daughter's first year playing, and this colour combo stands out. Not at all like the picture. My kid chose it because he liked the picture and the colour scheme. The one we got is totally different. It's white with rough brush strokes of other colours. Looks much cheaper than the picture. We are giving it away. Looks cheaper than the picture. Here we go. The ball. Welcome to capitalism. <laughs> huh? This ball was not exactly like. This is five stars as well. The picture, but is but it is still cute. I highly recommend it. It is very sturdy, and I use it a lot. And it is not scratched or damaged. And then finally, uh, one star. It looked like someone dipped their finger in paint and smeared it. 
Does not look as picture. It looked like someone dipped their finger in paint and smeared it on a few spots. One person found that helpful. There you go. Hockey ball review. The latest hey, feature here hey, on the first technical hockey mark. How do you, what, what sort of hockey ball doesn't mark when you use it? <laughs> <laughs> There's more there. Just head to Amazon. Check out field hockey uh, ball reviews. Do you have a, hours of fun. Do you have a favourite ball? Uh, yeah, the left. Oh, I haven't got the sound effect. I haven't got the fader up either. You're listening to Balls Oh Audio. no! What? It's just come on my my, pe- my laptop. Restart to install the newest Windows feature update. No, 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 no. Hey, um, I'd like to launch my new coaching initiative. Okay. I'm I'm going to enter the world of, of coaching, Matt. Yes. Yep. Um, I've decided to put my hat in there. There's so much coaching stuff going on at the moment. And you're absorbing a lot it, of it. It's just rolling into me. And look, let's face it, I've been it's rolling into you. It's just What's flooding into me, just just soaking it up like a sponge. Yeah. And then what? And then you, what you want to do is squeeze that, that sponge right? really hard, no, no, no. so it spurts <laughs> out across the hockey world. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. You can use that metaphor if you like. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm thinking more of the after years and years of experience of um, turning up every Saturday and trying to figure out what we're going to do. I I believe there's room for a new coaching paradigm, mm. and I know I believe this this paradigm is negative coaching. Mm-hmm. Now, not not negative like. Um, um, You're crap. Get yeah, off the yeah. field. What? Is no, this the not, first time you've ever picked a hockey stick no, up, no, you absolute numpty? But think of it as negative and positive like a photograph. Chicken there's, wing, chicken wing. There's, Jeez, a, there's a negative image and there's a positive image. But they're the same image. Yes. So it's, it's not, it's just opposite. Yeah. So you, I might even end up calling it opposite coaching. Yeah. But I think it's something that's worth thinking about and I'm, I'm going to start pushing it and see how it goes. Okay. Especially at some of these lower grades that we'll be playing. Now, we did talk about this earlier. Did we mention this last week? Maybe. Okay. So but you just reinf- if we mentioned it last week, we're, re- we're reinforcing it. Yeah. yeah. And I'll probably if, forget if it it's next fir- week as well. So uh, I'll probably mention it then. Well, that's yeah, that's okay. Bro- it's called the broken record technique, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's working. Um, but negative coaching is look. How often have you come off a quarter time and said, "Right, boys, what we need to do is." Uh, you need to go there and this, and we'll keep it short here. And what we'll do is we'll pass blah 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 blah. You come off and, and at half time, you come off and you think they did the opposite of every bloody thing. In fact, how many times have you said that on this podcast when talking about game? I said to them before the game, do this, and they did the complete opposite. No, that's just us talking personally. Now, Hugsy's listening. We can't have these conversations on the Shining World. Anyway, Hugsy's not talking about you. <laughs> but what I've realised is what. The, the true trick to coaching is to tell all your players the opposite of what you want them to do. And and that way you'll get what you want them to do. I, I can't argue with you. I um, just can't argue with it. But maybe it's about the quality of cattle, John. Maybe it's about the, you know, the, 
The quality. Here's this thing. There's well, this, we're there's the Everman's no, no, podcast, well, no, mate. But we're, we're not just talking to that that's small the problem, group at the top of but the hockey play, globe that's we play just in, worried about uh, elite stuff. But we play in an Everyman's club, and we're surrounded by, and not just locally, this is a point brought up by Bernardo at South Pass recently, these very comfortable middle-class, upper-class, wealthy backgrounds. We're all rolling in money if we're involved in hockey. Oh, living the high life champagne pit side pre-game and uh, that's just not the reality for our guys we've got a lot of pretty stupid people from working pl- class backgrounds within, within our club we're an anomaly as part of it all I can't wait to take that sound grab <laughs> I, am, I am so sending that to the Fremantle <laughs> Hockey Club anyway go on I still don't but I think that, that that's yeah. a worthwhile way to go forward at certain levels of hockey. You know, like the elite's got that. But when you're trying to motivate people that, like as you say, just yeah. turn up every week and they're just coming along for a game of hockey and they're all enthused. Yeah, enthused. Oh, they're enthused. Oh, bless them. Don't they try? Oh, oh yeah, they, a lot they, of trying oh, going try. on. Heaps of trying. They just don't bloody listen. Yeah, and no. So what? What I think is by by. What happens, I believe, is that you say, I want you to do this. and I want you to do that. Oh, but look, I can do this too. Because they're not out there all the time training and over. And, oh, but I'm going to try this skill. Yeah. So if if you tell them like, to try that like, skill, right. they well, won't do it. They'll well, go, uh, yeah. oh, oh, he wanted me to do that. <laughs> oh, no, I'll just do this. Steve-O, you're out on the wing today. All right. We're going to try and trick the opposition, all right? Whenever the ball comes to you, do your very best to kick it or or just backstick it over the sideline. Whatever yeah. you can do just to get them thinking, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Yeah. I don't know what he's going to do now. What's he going to do? That way, mm. we'll be up in this game. And, and then he goes, oh, right. Yeah. He, he wants me to be unpredictable. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do today. I'm going to trap it instead. Um, look, another example would be Scotty, and no particular Scotty at all. No, although no, this, no, 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 certainly, although I do find a lot of them do play it inside forward. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah, might but, have pasty legs. Yeah. Um, but brittle, this particular br- Scotty, brittle, who I'm not br- referring to. No, and a lot of brittle bone disease. Yeah, yeah, that, that's <laughs> just, sort of yeah. Sort of falling over, putting yeah. the shoulder out, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, well, Scotty, what I want you to do today <laughs> is pick the ball up, Halfway between the defensive 25 and the center line. I want you just to go downfield. I want you to beat five guys. And, uh, and, if, and, and go around and beat them again. Yeah, come back, <laughs> run back down the field towards our goals. Even dummy our goalie and then scoot straight back yeah. down the other end of the field. Throw an overhead to yourself, yeah. land it in the D. Yep, pick it up. Yep. Lob the goalkeeper, and then just before the ball's about to cross over the line, smash it over the sideline as hard as you can. I want you to do that today. And I reckon he'd probably end up scoring a goal. You see that side netting? Hit that five times. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're talking about. I'm giving my forwards a big talking to this week. I'm going to tell them to aim at the umpire. (laughs) And I'm guaranteed every one of them is going to go straight in the goal. I'm whistling again Sunday afternoon. I'm definitely again. I'm giving the opposite of both teams a pep talk before that game, <laughs> and I'm saying aim at the umpire. Don't tell them I don't know the rules. <laughs> well, they'll figure it out pretty quickly. <laughs>
Oh, what else have you got, mate? Blow strong, mate. Point your arm in one direction. Keep it in that direction. If anybody queries you, green card. Oh, always let both teams see you. Sort your cards before the game. Yep. Make it as public as possible. Oh, is that a red one? Apparently it's not, apparently it's not good umpiring etiquette to, uh, time the game in your phone, stuck, stuck in your, in your Grundies and, um, and having it fall on, fall on the field. What, your Grundies fell on the field? No. Well, that's enough. <laughs> Former life. Thank you very much for joining us, folks. Uh, good work. Wonderful. Great to, great to, I missed, I missed, I missed the webinar last night, but it was nice to see some profile for the Hockey Museum, oh, museum yeah, going missed. out. Simon and Zimbabwe Mason. ladies, they, the FIH had a story about the Zimbabwe ladies team that won the 1980 gold medal. That's great. Well, that's our history. And we, yep. Great stuff. stuff. Great stuff from Harborn Hockey Club. Brand new logo. Looks very nice indeed. And Munched John, a new website. John, I'd like to say a very big thank you to everybody who direct messaged me, text messaged me, rang me for my birthday celebrations in the week. All of you that just decided that putting a message on Facebook was good enough. You're dead to me. <laughs> and just quietly before we go, Dwyer, now dude, buddy. Oh, come on. Third Bring place on. is the tipping. Yeah, baby. Round seven. Top of the ladder. Here are you. Don't give him anything this week. Nothing? Nah. Oh, they just probably deserve something. We're all out of tunes, though, aren't we? That was pretty good last week. I like that one. We don't want no oasis. Got, got some feedback on that one. Did we? What, should we do something like, um, who's that? That bloke with a hat. John, we don't have to do anything. I've just realised we've got a new follower on Twitter. Oh, have we? Um, and uh, I won't say his name. Nice of you to, to start following us. Got some interesting tweets. The last one that's uh, posted was May the 15th. Teasdale visit. Decided not to go to the coast. Worried about crowds, so we headed for the hills. Very cold, but managed red and black grouse, dipper, unexpected spotted fly catcher, wheat ear and oyster catchers, grey wagtail and common sand. Good to be out. It's one of our followers. Birds like a holiday too. Spent a few days at Centre Parks, Sherwood. Highlights were a couple of bramblings, two Egyptian geese, and a marsh tit. What do you think, Andy? <laughs> Tripped at Norsterfield. Lovely spring-like day. Lesser yellow legs. UK life for us. In good view. Smew, redhead, pintail, scalp, golden plover, skein of pink foot overhead, rounded off by black swan. And there we leave you with the black swan of West I Australia. I love birds. It's great. It's lovely, isn't it? No, I do like birds. I've got birds. We've got chickens. I like to think I'm as miniature dinosaurs, though. <laughs>